336 Daily, Baltimore Sports Talk, every morning. All right, good morning, Birdland. It's finally Friday. Uh, I'm not sure if you were up late last night for that Angels game, because last night started it. Last night started the West Coast. Well, I guess technically the Diamondbacks started it, but now it seems like the Diamondbacks at least had some earlier games going. I don't think we had a 10 o'clock game with Arizona. I think it was a 9 and a 6 and a 3, something like that. Anyway, 10 o'clock started last night uh, and continues tonight and into this weekend with the uh, California Angels. The Of course, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. The name that uh, they should just go back to California Angels. It'd make it a lot easier on the rest of us. Or the Los Angeles Angels, or the Anaheim Angels, whatever you want to do. But Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim is too long. You got to save names like that for like the uh, Tampa Bay Rays of Montreal. You got to save that for when it's something. When you get to some weirdness like that, no one's full, being fooled by the Angels being shared between L.A. and Anaheim. I mean, I guess technically that'd be like the uh, Tampa Bay Rays of Saint Petersburg. Something like that. You know, I'm, I'm down in Florida now, so I'm starting to learn my Florida geography. So I believe St. Petersburg and uh, Tampa are next to each other. And I think, like, the Rays technically play in St. Petersburg, if I'm remembering my map correctly. So uh, we'll get to last night's game. We had the last-minute change of uh, Jace Peterson getting called up and uh, Rio Ruiz getting optioned. Um. Peterson's out on a, been on a hot streak down in the minors. Uh, he's got a 12-game hitting streak. He's 20 for 42 in those appearances. And Ruiz has been struggling all season at the plate. There was also news about his wife expecting a baby, so him not wanting, not wanting to take him out on the West Coast. Uh, so I don't know how much that plays into the facts, where I really think it was just Jace Peterson was playing so well they wanted to bring him up, and that's where they were able to make room for him. So uh, before we talk about last night's game, I want want to focus a little bit on the miners. Focus on the farm system because we got some great news, some unexpected news yesterday. Um, but first, let's talk about some other things going on in the miners. First off is Ryan Mountcastle, who hit two home runs yesterday, number eighteen and number nineteen, which is now his career high in the miners, uh, and he's still down at the Norfolk Tide. So that says good things for our farm system. Ryan Mountcastle doing well we talked on section 336 on monday night about how well the pitching is doing in Bowie, and if you really look into it the pitching's doing well in single a as well uh and at, at the shorebirds i know matt's going to go tonight i believe to go see the shorebirds and they're doing uh having some good pitching there as well then uh the other news is saturday I don't know why Matt's going to Delmarva on Friday. What he should be doing is going to Aberdeen on Saturday. And yes, in the week of stupid articles about the Orioles, the Ironbirds did get a little attention on yesterday as Deadspin wrote an article because the Ironbirds have a Blue Lives Matter patch. I didn't know that's what it was called, but it's, you know, the American flag patch. That's got the blue line through it to like support police officers. 
apparently that is means blue lives matters and it's supposed to be a counter thing to black lives matter according to dead spin i thought that that flag has been around for longer than that and uh clearly it's the iron birds came out and said no it's there to show support to the police officers specifically the couple in the area that were uh killed a couple years ago but Deadspin tried to make a uh, article about the fact that the Iron Birds are making a political statement by going with the Blue Lives Matter patch over the Amer- instead of the American flag patch. And I think they're just trying to spin and make something political that isn't, is my opinion. Um, either way, you should be going and cheering on the Iron Birds because on Saturday night is rumored, and I hopefully by the time this comes out, or by the time you're listening to this in your car, which in just a little bit, hopefully that means uh, Adley Rushman is for sure making his debut in Aberdeen on Saturday. It means I will not travel to Sarasota this weekend to try to catch up with the Gulf Coast League because there's no Adley Rushman. There's no point in driving across the state. But you should. You should drive up to Aberdeen on Saturday night. That place is going to be packed because whether he likes it or not, Adley Rushman is the face of the future of this organization. Sure, it's Michael Elias and Sigma Dell, but sorry, it's Adley Rushman. Just like Manny Machado was for years and Adam Jones was for years. Uh, Jesus and Cleet and, and Matt Wieters, Adley Rushman is now that face of the organization. But good news about the farm system. As Baseball America yesterday came out with their updated... Uh, top 30 lists or whatever, where they rank them. And you know you know how this goes. Everyone says, oh, the Orioles have a horrible farm system. They always rank the Orioles' farm system horrible. Last year, they ranked them as 22, uh, even though other people, I'm sure, said that they should be worse. Uh, you know, there's only 30 teams, so 22 is bottom third. So big jump for the Orioles this year. And I'm sure it's brought on by the fact that the minor league pitchers are doing well. We signed guys like Adley Rushman and uh, – these other guys like Gunner and the international guys that we've signed, we've made moves to build up our farm system. We haven't ripped all the good talent out of the farm system for the majors. So that all works well. So Baseball America currently has the Orioles ranked number eight. Number eight in baseball. We're in the top ten. We're in the top third. We jumped from 22 to eighth. We've, ne- we've been eighth once before, long time ago. It's the highest we've ever been ranked, eighth. That's awesome. That's something to be excited about. And a big surprise, uh, not something I expected the news of yesterday. So you should get out there and cheer on Adley Rushman and get excited. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean hey, we got to, uh, it doesn't mean Elias has fixed this organization. But you know what? It's another sign in the right step. It's always good when people outside of the organization Say, hey, the Orioles are doing something right. That's always good. And you got to think, if we're eighth this year, let's see what happens next year when we get another top pick and when we get more uh, development under our belt. So that's exciting, and that's something we should all be cheering on. So, But uh, with the big league uh, team, uh, it was Eshelman was supposed to get the start but then a last-minute change on Thursday where they changed it and decided Jimmy, Jimmy Yacobonis would get the start. Now, clearly, you know and you knew going into that game that that meant he wasn't going to, like, they weren't expecting six, seven innings from him. So how'd he do? 
We're going to talk about it after the break. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's now the home for Section 336, 336 Daily, and Film Study with Ken McCusick because it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Everything you want in one place. You can record and edit on the website or the app if you don't know what you're doing with audio. No problem. And they take care of the distribution. They get you onto iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, all that stuff. And again, they'll help you monetize it with little ads like this. So go ahead and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. All right, let's talk about last night's game. I'm sure you probably have been uh, woke up this morning and checked Twitter or got your notifications on your phone because it was a crazy game last night that, you know, uh, when we're not on the West Coast, I normally schedule these dailies to come out around 5 a.m. And it's with the West Coast trips, they've been coming out a little later in the morning. And it's good because last night's game didn't end until 4.30 Eastern time. It went six hours and 19 minutes. Longest Oriole game of the season, second longest ever. It went 16 innings. And we used one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten pitchers. In a game that was already set up, like I said at the beginning, as a uh, kind of a bullpen game or a short starter, whatever they're calling it. Uh, if you haven't figured it out yet, I recorded the first segment last night before the game, or technically at the very beginning of the game, but uh, who knew it was going to be such a crazy game? So I mentioned that they switched Eshelman and Yacobonis, so Yacobonis got the start. He went two innings, gave up one run. Then Eshelman came in, went 4.1, gave up one run. Then we went through Armstrong with none. Uh, Fry came in, and he gave up a run. Gibbons came in and gave up his first hit since June 16th. Unfortunately, it was a home run to uh, good Goodwin, I believe. Yeah, it was Goodwin. And uh, so that was unfortunate, but he then struck struck out Trout. Uh, and then the game continued. But let's back up a little bit because this game, really, when you look at all the highlights, this game is about Stevie Wilkerson. Because there were other things, and we can talk about the fact that Mancini got another home run, that Villar got a home run. Um, we can talk about the fact that Tanner Scott uh, looked horrible, that Yanoah did okay. We can talk about Blair and Castro going in and being hitless. We can talk about all that, but let's talk about Wilkerson, because Wilkerson's the highlight. Wilkerson's the guy you're going to read all about today. Wilkerson's the guy that you got to go on the internet and watch. So, Wilkerson's game, the game's crazy as far as at-bats. Like, I was looking, and typical uh, Hanser Alberto had four hits, but he had eight at-bats, which is still great, but, like, that's the type of game it is. Mancini had eight at-bats. Um, and, uh, yeah, sometime, somehow, like, Alberto's still hitting the ball, and that's great, but Wilkerson. So, let's talk about Wilkerson, and we're going to fast-forward to the seventh inning. So in the seventh inning, the Orioles are up 2-1 at that time, I believe. And then Wilkerson playing center field, misplayed a ball. It bounced off his glove and ricocheted over and uh, three runs scored on that. That ball had a 99% catch probability. So suddenly Wilkerson's the, the 
Dylan, he's the reason we lost this game. In the eighth, Wilkerson hits a game-tying RBI double to tie up the game. So, all right, Wilkerson's back. All right, he made up for his misplay. In the ninth, Mancini hits a home run, so Orioles take the lead, but then Givens gives up a home run to, to Goodwin, so it's a tie game. And then we've got to go to extras. And I'm going to skip all the way to the 16th inning. Uh, so in the 16th, well, hmm, where should I start? I guess the 15th inning, is, well, it's a lot of back and forth. In the 15th and 16th inning, the Orioles scored five runs combined. And they were all against Griffin Cannons, who was supposed to be the Angels' starter tonight. So we'll have to see what the Angels do for tonight. But then in the top of the 16th, uh, Villar hit a two-run home run to take the lead. Again, it was a lot of back and forth in the extras. And then the Orioles had to use their 20th pitcher. And since the bullpen was empty, it became Steven Wilkerson. Well, the Orioles didn't use their 20th pitcher. Sorry, I read my notes wrong. Uh, combined 20th pitcher in the game was Stevie Wilkerson. So between the Angels and the Orioles, I mentioned already the Orioles used 10. Stevie Wilkerson was number 10. So he came in to pitch the bottom of the 16th. And in order, he retired Brian Goodwin, Cole Calhoun, and Albert Pujols. He got the save. The first position player ever to get a save in baseball. That's pretty exciting. When, uh, when they asked Stevie Wilkerson about it, he said that he had no strategy just to float the ball over the plate. And what does floating the ball over the plate look like? It looks like a, I guess, fastball? Because it's just a straight, just toss. I don't even know if you can call it a pitch. It's not a fastball. It's not a changeup. It is, it is soft toss. He throws the ball 54 and a half miles per hour on average. Nothing of nothing reached 56. He hit 55 a little bit and 54 a little bit. So he's just tossing that ball over there. But when you're seeing 80, 90 miles per hour, not only that entire night, uh, but for most of your career, career, 54 miles an hour is an unhittable pitch. And maybe it's something that people need to think more about doing more often. I don't think they really will because it's but hilarious. But uh, 54 and a half. It's kind of like, it reminds me of like when a baseball player tries to hit a softball. And it's just different. It's a different sport. And I feel that's how it went with Wilkerson out there. Uh, after the game, they asked Brandon Hyde about it. And he says, Dr. Poo Poo comes in and does a great job getting three outs. So apparently when Stevie Wilkerson's on the mound, his nickname is Dr. Poo Poo. And I think we can all get behind that. I think that sounds like a great giveaway t-shirt or bobblehead for the Orioles. It sounds like a fun celebration. I know the Orioles players enjoyed it because they had their biggest celebration, uh, like locker room celebration of the year, which I love because, again, the team's having fun. This team sucks. We all know they suck. But they stole a win from the Angels, and they're having fun doing it. And they're celebrating in the locker room even after six and a half hours. It's 4.30 in the morning back home. Not many of you were up. I'd be surprised if you were up watching the game if there wasn't a reason that you cover the Orioles or something. Because it's crazy. I fell asleep mid-game and then I woke up because 
of my phone making noise and then I shut it off thinking that it must be playing highlights from the night before just to realize that those highlights from the night before were actually the live ending of the game that I woke up to. Because who would have thought that it would start a, it would have been ending around four thirty in the morning. So all right guys, hope you recover from being up late if you were late up late all night. And let's see what happens tonight as both bullpens are worn out and the Angels will need a new starter tonight.